Satnam and welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiaga Prem Singh. This week's episode is a, a quote from Osho. The title of the episode is a quote from Osho. It's, it takes a certain kind of darkness to see the stars. One of my favorite Osho quotes. There are many, but that one, whew, I love it. First, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Seed Pants, uh, these hemp stylish pants made from sustainable materials designed in Canada. Uh, by now, you've been listening to the podcast, you're hearing about what they do. We're super excited to be uh, involved in a relationship with Seed where uh, they support the podcast and we share this incredible mission that they have uh, to create healthy clothing and healthy, not just meaning like you look good, but they're good for the planet, uh, they're stylish, they're good for a healthy, active lifestyle, uh, and every wins sort of situation so super happy to uh, share with you seed pants if you don't have a pair get a pair you can check them out at theseedstore.ca or give them a follow on Instagram um, they make great stuff for those of you who have seen me teaching you know that I wear them uh, with my kurta I also wear them with my rock and roll t-shirts and everything in between they're they're just a great 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 stylish uh, product and uh, I would definitely recommend that you get yourself a pair hey get a few pairs they've got great colors um, and I'm wearing some right now white ones of course not that I only wear white but there are definitely some kundalini yoga whites for those of you who get down with the uh, wearing white to increase your auric field um, yeah uh, if you want to get in touch with me, it's Tiago Prem at thedharmatemple.com for email, or you can give me a follow on Instagram or DM me on Instagram at Tiago Prem. You can also get in touch through the Dharma Temple Instagram. Uh, if you're ever in Vancouver, come and visit. We're right on Main Street, 3283 Main Street at the Dharma Temple. And coming very, very soon, there will also be a Dharma Temple in Kensington in Calgary. Uh, so if you're in that area, you can follow Dharma Temple Calgary on Instagram and get more in information about when the new center is going to open. If you'd like to become a regular contributor to the program, you love what we do and you want to support us, uh, that would be awesome. Of course, we will uh, return the favor by offering lots of video content uh, you can do online classes there full kundalini yoga classes and meditations um, and you know get it get tuned into what we're listening to there's playlist options and then there's also this upcoming course called uh, dharmic devotion which is a monthly course it's for it's four sessions a month basically usually depending on the month and it's every tuesday night it happens at 6 p.m pacific time and uh, we have a different theme every month this month in february is going to be emptiness um, and and i created this just so that people uh, who are not in a place to connect uh, right now through the one-on-one -on -one, uh, mentorship it still gives you the opportunity to do that at a price point that is a little more accessible so it's twenty dollars basically a class for it to be ninety nine dollars and uh, you can sign up and have face-to-face -face time in an interactive classroom setting we'll do it over zoom every tuesday and uh, also if you can't make a tuesday you'll be able to access recordings of the classes and uh, connect with a global sangit global community so lots of things to take part in um, if if this is too much information to gather say you're listening to the podcast in your car or that kind of thing just reach out send me an email send me a dm on instagram and uh, get involved as we uh, move into this time of expansion in 2020 uh, with revealing the diamond and with dharma temple 
Okay, without further ado, here comes the episode. It takes a certain kind of darkness to see the stars. In this episode, we talk about Maya and being the illusion of separateness or otherness. We talk about the love of the divine. We talk about ego. What is it? You know, it's a big word that's thrown around in spiritual circles. And uh, we explore a little more of what that is uh, and your relationship to it. We talk a lot about time as well and uh, the different dimensions of reality, the 2D, 3D, 4D, 5D and beyond. We talk about the density of thought. We talk about the relationship between death and surrender. This is a juicy episode. We talk about the infinite intelligence and the eternity that is the infinite intelligence and how can we understand that with our finite thinking minds. Uh, we talk about the sound of infinity, the sound codes, the mantra, and then the shell of reality, what's happening on the surface, and, and what does that mean? What's the relationship between the two? And lastly, we talk about your infinite grace and beauty. I mean, you know, that's a great topic to, to get involved in a conversation on your infinite grace and beauty <laughs> and techniques to stay connected to that. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for your support. If you love the podcast, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends, and uh, we'll be seeing you soon. Satnam. Maya is alive and well still in 2019. You know what Maya means? The illusion of separateness. Uh, you know, this is the brilliance of Guru Nanak, uh, why I love Guru Nanak so much, and this symbol up here, the Ekankar. You know, we built a religion around this, but the, his purpose was not to create a religion. The purpose is, is it's to stand in resistance to anything that says other than there's one. That's a, a lot of work, you know. It's like, it, it's all one. But I think I spoke this week about it, if you've been in the sessions, like, if you understand that everything is the beloved, then even like a, a murderer is the murderer of the beloved. It doesn't excuse the behavior, but it does say that somewhere underneath that behavior is still the one, you know. And you get glimpses of it, like a mother whose child is, you know, created, uh, not created, but, um, yeah, created immense suffering in the world because of violent behavior. Does the mother hate the child? Chances are no, you know, even though the world may despise them. And our work is to get in touch with that. And it's real tough to do if you're placing most of your emphasis on identity. I'm not saying it's going to be really challenging to dissolve. You know, a lot of the teachings say, like, you know, got to get rid of the ego completely. Well, actually, the ego is like the glue that holds it together. So you can't really get rid of it, but you know, like, say you're sitting on a chair that's held together with wood glue. You know, the wood glue is important, but it's not the chair. You understand? You know, like, it's a, I think it's a decent analogy, but it's not the greatest analogy. But I still got work to do. You know. Oh yeah, right. Okay. Well, maybe that's where where that's coming from. 
All right. So I wanted to talk about identity today, and then we'll have a practice to experience it. So uh, what's the third dimension of your experience? Anyone know? Time. Isn't that an important aspect of daily life and the society that we live in? You know, everybody is being influenced by time, time, time. And even the expression time is money. Is that real? Well, relatively real, but it's not ultimately real. And the thing about time is time registers in your cells. Time registers in your cells uh, through thoughts and emotions. So like what has happened to you in relationship to time shows up in the way that you relate to the world in the present. Isn't it true? You know, I think it's true. And, and then the influence, if let's say you are only relating to your life in a two-dimensional, three-dimensional, and four-dimensional way. So two-dimensional meaning duality. Good, bad, right, wrong, yes, no. That's a lot of thinking, isn't it? I like this, I don't like that. You know, this person's really nice. I don't really like this person. You know, whatever it is, it's all thought. And then time, third dimension. And then fourth dimension, space. Right? It's all moving through space. And let's say that's the only experience that you have two dimensions, three dimensions, four dimensions. Uh, quantum physicists are saying there's more than 10 dimensions. It's a limited perspective. So if you have that kind of limited perspective, do you think that your thoughts are who you are? Yeah, you do. That's where statements like time is money come from. You know? I am what I perceive on the surface to be real. And thoughts are surface-based reality as well. You know, I like Carl Jung, he said that thoughts are denser than bones. You think that thoughts are more subtle because you can't see them. But they're measurable. They're physical reality. You know, every, put your hand up if you've never had a thought. It's measurable, right? Somebody's put their hand up, they're either lying or they need to teach the class about you know, what that's like. But that's what I mean by manmuk, like the, the sages of the lineage that I practice, they call the manmuk. Man comes from manas. It means thinking mind. If you turn your identity towards the thinking mind, you end up in all the pain and suffering of maya. You buy into separateness being real. I'm a this and you're a that, and you know, this happened to me, and so that's going to happen, and all of that. Don't you do that? Like turning something in your mind, like, if this happens, then this is going to happen. And then if that happens, then this is going to happen. And then, if this, and then you, know, you pass through, and it never goes the way you played it out inside your head, does it? No. So, is that where you want to put all your faith? <laughs> Probably not. But the, the menmuk is very convincing. You know, thoughts are real. This is who you are. So we want to do something about it. And here's an interesting thing. Where is your identification with thought when you're born? We can't really say. Most of us can't remember. 
But do you drop your identity at the time of death? Eventually you will. You just will. You may cling to your identity right till the very moment when the exciting moment happens. For everyone, nobody is, gets a pass, like, oh yeah, you're deaf, that, that one won't apply to you, on the surface. So eventually you have to surrender. You know, my teacher, he said, you come from infinity, eventually you will return to infinity. That's the nature of infinity. But the challenge for you as a yogi is, can you connect to that in some way while you're living in a body? That's what yoga is. You know, we think, oh, it's stretching. No, it's not. It's can you experience your infinity while you're being influenced by a surface-based reality? Nanak, he said it like this. Ah, the such a juga, the such a habi, such a nanak, a hosi, be such a. It means you're born in infinity. You live in infinity right now while you're thinking you are infinite. You will always be that. Doesn't matter what you do, what you say, how good you are, how bad you are. Can you remember that? It's challenging. Maybe you don't even believe it, then it's even more challenging. But when you die, eventually you have to surrender, don't you? Like people cling, even while they're alive, to this idea of, you know, death. But have you been with, in the presence of somebody who died? I have. And there is a moment of surrender. You know my friend Jaydev Singh, he comes here to teach. He has an app. This is not recommended for people who have a strong negative mind. But if you don't have a strong negative mind, he has an app that has an alarm that three times a day flashes on the screen, you're going to die. <laughs> you know? Because then all of that stuff that you do that is not in alignment with your destiny, it's like, it's not important. But if you have a strong negative mind, don't do that because <laughs> it will become neuroses. You know? Oh no, I'm going to die and my mom's going to die. And, you know, and then you can't do anything. You're crippled. You know? But eventually there has to be some kind of surrender. And it, it becomes this like effortless and the breath is out of the body. Well, I think that awakening or the liberation that the masters talk about is accessing that while you're alive. You become jivan mukta, awake while living in a body. Or the way Nanak said, as he said, be dead while yet alive. Heavy, heavy topic, you know. But that's the reality. Can you live like that? Well, if you're clinging to identity, it's going to be real hard. Because your identity, that's the part that you have to surrender. When we do all this breathing, satnam, 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 that's what it is. It's a process of letting go of your identity. You can't get rid of it, remember? Fully. 
but you can say, that's not really who I am. And liberation comes from the release of the clinging. That's freedom. You think about like a seed. What holds the intelligence that's inside of a seed? A shell. Okay. But the part inside of the seed, inside of the shell, is infinite, isn't it? Don't get too esoteric about it. Just think like an uh, acorn. What does an acorn make? What kind of tree? Oak tree. And then what happens to that oak tree? It produces? And what's inside of the shell of the acorn? The intelligence to produce and? And on and on and on and on and on and on. You're made of the same cellular structure. Deathless. I just talked to this uh, teacher in the U.S. yesterday. He told me this funny story. A little girl, eight years old, he's teaching in a gurdwara in Bangkok. She goes, how come we have to chant Y Guru to this entity that's out there that we can't even prove that it exists? Good question. Yeah. And this is how he responded. He goes, all right, take a deep breath. And she takes a deep breath. He goes, hold your breath. Keep holding. Hold as long as you can. Hold. Don't breathe out. Hold, hold, hold. Eventually, what happens? She has no control. She's going to be breathed. There's something in that that has the knowledge of who you are. It's in everything. You know, like your liver right now is performing hundreds of functions. Is your identity in support of that? No, it's a shell. It's secondary. You know, and ekankar, this concept of ekankar is like, Anything that stands in the way of you experiencing that intelligence that is all of life everywhere at once, you need to work through it so that you don't identify with that anymore. And it's a process. But if I see that that intelligence is everywhere, just like I said, even the murderer is the beloved doesn't mean you excuse the behavior, because we can't get rid of the shell. We can't get rid of the past. We're not just pretending it's not there. It's there. Just like the shell of the seed is there. But the infinite potential, the ekankar, the oneness, is inside of the shell of every seed. And if you can get in touch with that, you are deathless. That's destiny predestined. And if you can tune into that, then you experience what Nanak teaches in the 33rd Pori of Japji, where he says, you don't have any control. Yogi Bhajan, you say this, he'd say, oh, free will? He goes, yeah, you, free will is very simple to explain. It's enjoy or don't. You know, but we think, oh, but I'm, you know, 
supposed to be this somebody. And we all go around pretending to be somebody. And then somebody shakes off the somebodiness and everybody goes, oh wow, a great master, let's worship them. <laughs> Instead of going, how the hell do I get out of this shell? And even those masters say, you can do it too. And everybody goes, oh me? But I would rather just elevate you. And then we create a religion around it. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Kind of. As long as nobody gets hurt in the process. We hurt a lot of people in the process, haven't we? But the idea is to grant your presence to the moment, to what's real. Grant your presence to the moment rather than be in your head. It's a conscious act. Sarah Jade, my partner, she said, oh, how come it has to be Wahiguru? I said, it doesn't have to be Wahiguru. It can be anything. I feel so blessed in this life to, that I have a sound that consists of eight letters that describes everything that I'm talking about today. So when I say Waiguru, I remember my infinity. If that doesn't work for you, then you can say whatever the hell you want, because it's not the point, it's not the shell. The letters W-A-H-E-G-U-R-U -E is the shell. I'm interested in the essence, the energy and character of the code. The energy and the character is, I know underneath my identity, there is a part of me that is infinite, that is the same as the space between the stars, that is the same as a love in a mother's heart. You understand? And if you can have a sound that connects you to that, what a great gift. You know, if you don't have a sound, oh my God. I look out in the world and I think, how are people getting by in this world without meditation and mantra? You know the answer to the question? They're not. This is the last thing I'll say. Your thoughts, how much of your day do you spend identifying with your thinking? Most of the day. And are those thoughts related to what we're talking about today? You are deathless. You are timeless. You are infinite. You are, you don't understand, you know, the word, the words nanak means never say never. To the call of Dharma, you never say never. But are your thoughts supporting that? Or are your thoughts sending a message of how limited you are? Bound by time and space. So what can you do about it? Change the frequency. Satnam Waiguru, Satnam Waiguru, Satnam Waiguru, Satnam Waiguru, Satnam Waiguru, Satnam. And then there's less space for you know, whatever programming is in there. From when your dad was rushing you to get your boots on and you just wanted to show him something that was special to you and then deep in your subconscious programming you put, my dad doesn't love me and then you go out seeking the approval of others and you go to therapy and you, you know, all of these things. Instead of 
Remember who you are. You could say that. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. And it would work. Make sense? Because you are being guided by that infinite part of you. The other side of manmuk is gurmuk. It's you turn your face towards the guru. Guru means not a person per se, but an enlightenment principle that is transforming you from ignorance into knowledge of self. Don't you want to turn and face that rather than all your doubt and addiction? And no, you're not getting rid of it. The shell is still there. But like you said, you can train the shell to support who you are. You know, when I brush my hair and tie my hair in a knot every morning and put a hat, a turban on, I'm not putting a hat on because I like the way that it looks. It's a technology that reminds me that I'm connected to this lineage of masters who understand who they are. And when I do that, I remember. You don't have to do that. You have to do whatever causes you to remember who you are. Infinite. You know? Think about how you talk to yourself all day and then ask yourself, would you talk to a seven-year-old child like that? I wouldn't, you know. But I'm doing my best by using this technology to remind my daughter of her infinite grace, her infinite beauty. You know, that she is as radiant as the moon in the sky. And even the, the darkness and the suffering has beauty. You know, Osho, he said, it takes a certain kind of darkness to see the stars. You know, all of it. That's what Kundalini Yoga is for, to remember who you are. Thanks again for listening to Revealing the Diamond. If you'd like to get in touch with me for one-on-one -on -one work or to get involved in our monthly Dharmic devotion course, you can email me at tiagaprem at thedharmatemple.com. To be a regular monthly contributor and receive classes and playlists and videos, that sort of thing, you can always sign up through Patreon at patreon.com backslash Singh. If you are in Vancouver or Calgary, you can come and spend some time with us at our Dharma Temple locations. You can also check out the dharmatemple.com to find out more about that. On Instagram, I'm Tiaga Prem, or check out the Dharma Temple on Instagram. And lastly, YouTube. We have a YouTube that's a great way to connect with these teachings in video format as well at youtube.com backslash Tiaga Prem Singh. Thanks again for listening. Satnam.